We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we have a huge trade to break down. I know we talk trade proposals. We actually had another trade that actually happened. We got to talk about Rui Hachimura going to the Lakers. The Lakers make another move, a big move, moving Russell Westbrook. So we have a lot to talk about. We'll get into it. We'll cover the trade. It's a three-team trade from all three teams' perspective. We're probably going to spend a little more time on the Lakers because they have the biggest return in terms of NBA players, and also I'm a Laker fan, so I'm just going to lean that way. But uh, let's get into it. So if you haven't heard and you clicked on this episode somehow, I don't know how you'd do that, but the Jazz got Russell Westbrook and a they're calling it a lightly protected first-round pick, so I'm guessing like a top three protection The Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt, and Minnesota got Mike Conley, and it's being reported as three second-round picks. So again, just to recap, it's a three-team trade. The Lakers are getting rid of Russell Westbrook, who is the biggest name in this trade, but there's actually a lot of like legit NBA players in this trade. This is very exciting. I I was... uh, it's funny when you are like you cover basketball every day. It's your job and you get notified by just your friend texting you. It's always funny. That happened to me today. But uh, we'll recap one more time. The Jazz, they get Russell Westbrook and they get a lightly protected first round pick back from the Lakers. I don't know if I specified that. It's from the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers get point guard D'Angelo Russell, shooting guard Malik Beasley, and then forward wing Jared Vanderbilt. And Minnesota gets Mike Conley and three second-round picks. That's how it's being reported now. I feel like that second-round pick number could change. I feel like sometimes trades get reported and then like little details like that get changed. But this is very big. Let's start with the Lakers because I think that's the biggest impact. So they had Russell Westbrook, right? They traded like a good chunk of their bench for him. And then they didn't re-sign Alex Caruso. If you're a Laker fan, you've heard this a million times. If you're not a Laker fan, it's a sore subject. So Russell Westbrook's with the team for a year and a half, and he gets traded at the deadline. So the Jazz are getting him in a first-round pick, and the Lakers in return are getting D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. So D'Angelo Russell is going to fill that Russell Westbrook void at point guard. He will take those playmaking duties, those scoring duties, and those three-point shooting duties away from Russell Westbrook. I think that's a pretty good, like, clean just swap in terms of these players are going to 
pretty much do the same thing. I mean, they're not the same player, but they play the same position. D'Angelo Russell will probably handle the ball a little bit less than Westbrook. Westbrook's just always been a really high usage guy. But the Lakers also get Malik Beasley, who is a very good movement shooter, like a high, high end. I was trying to put a list together of like the top 25, 35 best shooters in the league. Malik Beasley was on the list. I never finished it, so I don't, I don't know where I would put him. But he is a very good movement shooter, and the Lakers desperately need three-point shooting. And then after that, there's Jared Vanderbilt, who's like a wing. I, I would call him a defensive specialist who's very good at rebounding on both ends as offense and defensive round, rebounder. So he adds some, some value on offense with the offensive rebounding. He's not really an offensive player outside of that. He's not going to score a lot of points, handle the ball, anything like that. But there were kind of some, I don't know what you call it. Like, <laughs> he's one of those guys that's very, very good. He's having a down year this year, but he was also being played out of position. He's like a wing stopper, and he can play on ball on the perimeter. He was being used as a big this year on Utah. That could just because of like roster issues with who they had, who they were playing, whatever. But he's not there anymore. So he's going to be on the Lakers. He's going to be playing primarily wing-stopper role, I would imagine. But he is a very, very good defensive player. He's had two very good defensive seasons in D-LeBron prior to this one. And he's being moved into a situation that I think plays to his strength. So the Lakers are getting D'Angelo Russell, who can score some. He's a legit two-level scorer. He can't really get to the rim, but he can. Pretty good from three, pretty good from the mid-range. He can definitely score some points. He can get hot. He's a viable three-point shooter. The Lakers needed multiple three-point shooters, so him and Beasley are a good combination. And then also he's a solid playmaker. He's not the playmaker that Russ is because Russ can put so much pressure on defenses getting to the rim. But Russell's like, I can't say Russell because it's confusing. D'Angelo Russell is, is a good playmaker, not an amazing one, but a good one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the Lakers are, I think, got a pretty good deal here. Um, They basically parted with Russell Westbrook in a first. And in return, they got like a solid point guard who's on an expiring deal. They got Malik Beasley, who they're going to have next year, who's an outstanding shooter. He's not a good defender. I think he's an F and D LeBron like basically every year of his career. So he's a very poor defender, but he's a very good three-point shooter. And then after that, they got Jared Vanderbilt, who is a really good kind of like utility, versatile defender. He's 6'8". He's a good athlete. He's long. Like he is going to impact games on the defensive end. He's kind of one of those, I would say, like hipster, like (laughs) hipster analytics people really like him. So uh, 
it's whenever your team acquires them. And I mean, I think I would probably fall into the role of hipster analytics guy, right? Um, I mean, I'm talking about Dean Wade every other like sentence. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, pretty good player. And then also a really good rebounder. So that can help. It's one of those things where it, you can play certain lineups that maybe are weaker at rebounding and maybe it's not as big of an issue. But where I think he really shines is when you have a pretty good rebounding lineup out there and then you add to that, you can like get a little bit of a snowball effect. So I'm interested to see you know him, LeBron, and AD out there. On the defensive end, seems like the rebounding should be really, really solid. So after that, Minnesota, they basically swapped point guards. They got rid of D'Angelo Russell. They brought in Mike Conley. Mike Conley is an older player. He's 35, but he's still like a pretty solid primary ball handler. He's a good three-point shooter. He can pull up. He can catch and shoot. His playmaking talent is actually really strong this year in basketball index. So he's like a, like a really solid vet player who used to be pretty darn good. And it's just one of those things like he's 35. He's going to be 36. So there's there's a little less gas in the tank there. But I think what Minnesota was looking for was maybe a little bit more stability, maybe, you know, to bring in a vet because they've had a really turbulent year and that could be really helpful. They also got three second round picks back. So I guess if you're thinking like, okay, we have D'Angelo Russell as an expiring contract and let's just say hypothetically that Minnesota's like, we're going to lose him in free agency. You got back Conley who is, uh, he's got another year on his deal and then you get three second round picks back in return. Not too bad. So the Jazz, I've, I've been hearing that they're going to cut ties with Russell Westbrook and then he'll sign with another team. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. That'll be really interesting if it does. On top of that, they get a lightly protected first round pick. So there was like rumors, you know, everyone's floating them out there. We've I talked about this with Christian in like previous weeks where everyone wants a first round pick or two or three for their player. And it's like, well, that's just really not going to happen. And I was talking to someone today and I feel like Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt are, I, I think I was just trying to make it easy because it's over text. Can't be that complicated. Um, but I had them as like both like, 0.75 first round picks trade value and when i say that someone actually asked me on twitter they're like hey can you specify when you say first round pick like what do you mean because they're they're very very different obviously a top three first round picks way better than the 27th first round pick uh in that year's draft when i say when i'm talking about players like malik beasley or jared vanderbilt it's oftentimes a player in the playoffs right is trading for them or with the lakers case you know you hope to be in the playoffs so that pick should be somewhere in the 20 so obviously it's not a lotto pick in this situation for what my value is for these players who knows that laker pick I, it's in it's so far in the future i think it's 2027 where i don't know what it's going to be but malik beasley and jared vanderbilt as you know let's we'll call it the 25th overall pick they're neither one of them is worth that because with malik beasley outstanding movement shooter but he can't guard you or me and then you have jared vanderbilt who's the opposite unbelievable defender in like a negative on offense and like really can't score a lot. So it hinders his value there. So the thing is, neither of them are worth a first round pick. But if you traded a second round pick for either of these, you'd be like, wow, that's a crazy steal. That's like a problem with the way picks work in the NBA is like first round picks are pretty valuable. And then second round picks, like, because if you're the, 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 you know, the 21st overall pick in the first round, that second round picks way at the back. It's not really going to be that valuable. That's like a really fringe NBA player. So... We need we need a we need we need something. This is why I talk about this. When they add that play in tournament, we need the winning team to get a first round pick, but have it be the last pick in the draft. 
or of the first round, right? Because I think that would be really valuable because that would kind of bridge that gap in between a first round pick and a second round pick. But Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, it's that thing of like, they're not, neither of them are. They were like, hey, we want to get a first round pick for both. And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. Um, but combined, it's like combined, they have some value. So I think the Lakers got a good deal here. I think the Jazz got a good deal because the Jazz got off some money. Malik Beasley, I think, is making around like $17 million a year. Jared Vanderbilt's cheap. He's $4 million next year, and then he's expiring. And then Mike Conley's contract is like weird. It's like it's like $23 million, but only half of it is guaranteed. So I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how that works. I got to talk to a contract guy. But uh, it seemed like everyone kind of got what they wanted here. The Jazz freed up some cap space and got another first-round pick because they're just in accumulation mode right now. The Lakers traded one role player in Russell Westbrook and got back three in D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. And lastly, Minnesota got a veteran point guard who will hopefully add some stability to their team, who's still a pretty good ball handler and three-point shooter. And they also got a couple second-round picks out of it, three second-round picks. So I think this was like a pretty good trade for everybody. It is a fairly non-committal trade for everyone because nobody's contract reaches beyond next year, or I guess two years, however you want to phrase that. They got guys for this year and next year. Uh, so this is not like a, a super heavy, you know, you're, you're in it really deep trade. One thing I'm really interested in is so the Lakers had two first-round picks to move. They only moved one of them in this trade. That means they have another bullet to fire. And they also have... So the two contracts left that like really can move. Oh, there was also other players in this trade. I forgot to mention that. But they don't matter um, because they're not very relevant players. Heading from the Lakers is Juan Toscano-Anderson and uh, Damian Jones. And then uh, from Utah to Minnesota, uh, is it Nikhil? Al- Shay Alexander? I think it's Shay Alexander's brother. We'll call it that. Yeah, I, I think this trade makes sense for everybody. Oh, wait, back to my Laker point. So the Laker point is they still have Pat Bev, who I think is making like 10 or $11 million a year, and they have Lonnie Walker, who I think is making like eight, $8 million a year, I believe, something like seven or eight. And now they could trade that first-round pick that they didn't trade in this one because, again, they had two, and they could package those guys to get a guy making around $18, 19000000 million a year, so another pretty good player. So whether that's Joachim Pertle, the center on the Spurs, or I don't know, they could go a number of different directions, so I'm not really sure. But that is one more move the Lakers can make. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the Russell Westbrook. What are we calling this? The Russell Westbrook, D'Angelo Russell, Mike Conley trade? I don't want to name all the other players. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this trade. I think it was pretty good for everybody. I think it was obviously the most interesting for the Lakers and I'm interested to see if the Lakers have another move in them because they have made themselves a lot better. They've added three-point shooting in Malik Beasley and some in D'Angelo Russell. And if they make one more move, all of a sudden this team is getting kind of interesting. Well, that's going to do it for me. My name's Taylor, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Basketball Index Podcast.